Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the new Analyze This News series. I'm looking to do my usual analysis on stuff, but I'd like to try my hand at commentating on stuff in a more timely manner when I can in between other videos. And it may not be breaking news where I'm talking about stuff that just, you know, news that broke an hour ago or a day ago. And I'm going to try to recap a handful of stories in one video from time to time. Headlines in today's video include NBA 2K's new cover athlete, Indiana Jones's mixed reviews, and somehow Kathleen Kennedy's fate has been decided because of it as well, and an update on Xbox's current fight on its purchase of Activision Blizzard. There's a lot to analyze and a lot to break down, so let's get into it. And I do have a quick news update for the channel here. I have made the move to Spotify. You can find all of my content on there in audio or podcast form. I figure since, you know, most of my videos are commentary, that it would make sense to extend my brand to the podcasting platforms. And of course, you can continue to listen to me rant and rave while you're doing your laundry, maybe driving to work or driving to school, cooking dinner, things like that. So it's easy. Just go to Spotify and search analyze this podcast you'll find my logo there just follow the podcast there so you have another way to listen so let's get into the news the cover athlete for nba 2k24 has been released and this game will feature the late and great kobe bryant this will be the fourth time actually that kobe will rock the cover of 2k and there's also going to be two versions of the cover the standard version of the game will be Kobe going in for a dunk. The special edition, or in this case, the Black Mamba edition, will feature a large but more close-up image of Kobe. The Mamba edition will of course come with a bunch of extra goodies for those that play My Team and the My Career game modes. And speaking of game modes, the developers teased a unique mode called Mamba Moments. This mode will focus on Kobe's best moments in his illustrious career, for any NBA historian or fan of Kobe, this will be a must-play mode. I can think of a few moments off the top of my head that could be included in the game. Kobe's final game where he dropped 60 points, the game where he dropped 61 at Madison Square Garden, or when he dropped 81 points on the Raptors. And you can't forget about playoff moments like when he dropped 45 to beat the Spurs in the conference finals in 2001, or when he carried the Lakers to a finals game four victory against the Pacers in 2000 after Shaq fouled out. I'm glad to see at least one sports game out there that still cares about game modes outside of the online experience. Now last year's game had a similar mode, but it was dedicated to Michael Jordan. The Jordan challenges in 2K23 consisted of 15 unique game experiences. It starts with Jordan's humble beginnings at the University of North Carolina, and it ends with his final shot ever that he took as a Chicago Bull. They also altered the broadcast experience for this mode to make it feel like you are in that era of the NBA again. There's interviews where players, coaches, and people from back then talk about you know, the situations that you get to play through, and there's a lot of other cool things that help educate players on these moments and learn about one of the greats. This is cool for people like me that were either too young or not alive to witness Jordan's greatness. NBA 2K11 also had a Jordan challenge mode, so this is not an entirely new concept for the team. I expect them to continue to add things and improve stuff as time goes on. So Mamba Moments will make NBA 2K 2024 worth playing. I'd also like to point out real quick that there's another cover that will be available to buy. There is a WNBA cover that features Sabrina Ionescu who plays for the New York Liberty, and she had a special connection with Kobe. He in the past watched her play a game and they got connected, they started talking, he did some mentoring for her, and then she in return helped mentor his daughter Gianna. A lot of emotional but good themes are coming in this year's game. 
Now let's move to Xbox and talk about some of the very recent and interesting news to come out. Microsoft just won its court case against the FTC to buy Activision Blizzard. Microsoft's $68.7 billion bid to purchase Activision Blizzard was interrupted by the Federal Trade Commission, which was seeking an injunction to temporarily hold up the deal. The U.S. District Judge's ruling prevents this from happening now. There will still be an antitrust trial that begins in early August, and we'll see if there's any appeals and stuff like that at the moment of me recording this and putting this video together. It still remains to be seen what happens. Odds are this fight isn't going to be over yet, but at least right now it's a step in the right direction for Microsoft. So here's the gist. The FTC, Sony, and some other opponents to the deal believed the deal was anti-competitive, and many were worried that Microsoft would make Call of Duty an exclusive title to Xbox. Activision CEO Bobby Kotick defended this transaction, claiming it will benefit both the workers and the players. Phil Spencer tweeted out his thoughts once the case was decided. He said the evidence for the deal was good and stated some plans the company has in regards to this transaction. Basically, Xbox wants to bring more games to more people. There's agreements in place to make more Activision and Blizzard games. They want to make more Xbox first-party games and, of course, add these games to the Game Pass library. The fight is not over, however, as Microsoft still has to tangle with the UK's Competition and Markets Authority, and they were actually the first regulators to block the deal, and they have concerns about the deal's effect on the cloud gaming market specifically, and the CMA recently said that they would be willing to consider new proposals from Microsoft to restructure the transaction in a way that would address their concerns. So, here's my thoughts. As much as I could care less about multi-billion dollar companies crying about fairness, competition, and money, I could see why this has been a hot topic. And honestly, I side with Xbox on this one. But I also do appreciate the fact that this deal is being challenged, that we're looking at this with a lot of scrutiny and looking at it with an intense magnifying glass. I get why Sony and other people don't like this deal, but I also don't feel bad for Sony. They have fantastic exclusives and the better console but they aren't as consumer-friendly as Xbox. And I could say this as a gamer that owns a PlayStation and an Xbox and pays for and uses the services of both. The prices for Xbox Gold and Game Pass are very reasonable, and there's a lot of good deals out there. Backwards compatible gaming is one of the other great features that ever came out from Microsoft, and in order to play old games from the PlayStation, like the PS3 era, you have to pay for one of the higher tiers that Sony offers membership-wise, which is very expensive. It costs hundreds of dollars to get the higher tiers to have access to their version of Game Pass and get the opportunity to play some of those classic games that came out, you know, 15 plus years ago. And hey, did we forget that Sony bought Bungie? So aren't they doing the same thing? I know obviously Activision Blizzard is bigger than Bungie, but I feel like both, you know, superpowers here are trying to get better and bigger and and, you know, they want to be on top of the market. I get it. So if this deal does eventually go through and, you know, all this stuff is figured out, this is going to be huge for Xbox. Activision Blizzard has a ton of games that will help make Xbox money. Not just Call of Duty. There's World of Warcraft, Diablo, and Overwatch, just to name a few. Microsoft has already stated, too, that they will continue to honor Sony's current agreements with Call of Duty. I feel like Microsoft can still make a lot of money keeping it on all platforms. I, I don't... I would be shocked if Xbox completely takes it off, you know, from anywhere else. They will make money if they continue to sell it and, 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 you know, make Sony maybe pay for the rights. I'm sure they could figure out a way to still be kind of fair about this. 
And again, you know, Sony has its own set of exclusives. So, I mean, Xbox players get gypped out of playing a lot of great games, too. That's why I finally bought a PlayStation last year. And for the last year and a half, I've played mostly PlayStation because I'm trying to catch up on 10 to 15 years worth of games that I never got to play when I became an Xbox player. It's not really fair on either side, if you think about it. And in my opinion, you know, I don't really go after Sony for much, but I'll go after them here for a moment. Maybe they should look to revamp their multiplayer and shooter genres. Xbox continues to use some of their old classic series, franchise staples like Halo and Gears of War. What if Sony brings back some of their, you know, foundational pieces like SOCOM or Killzone or the Resistance series? Or, hey, you can make something new. I do believe there should be some sort of regulation to make sure that these moves are being made ethically and that they do truly benefit workers and gamers, but honestly, I really don't see anything wrong with stoking the flame of competition. Xbox is doing this to recover from losing the console wars. They've admitted that they've failed. That's big. This move should motivate PlayStation to improve their services and work on some new multiplayer shooters. That's an area that they can improve on. So. If that's going to motivate Sony to up their game in a couple of areas where they can, I don't see what's wrong with that. That's going to be better for PlayStation fans. So overall, if this leads to healthy competition and better games and services going forward, then I'm in, honestly. So to wrap up, I'm going to combine my final two topics because they kind of go hand in hand. Indiana Jones and Kathleen Kennedy. Prior to Indiana Jones releasing, people have been praying for the movie's downfall so that it makes Disney fire Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy. There's been a lot of rumors flying around about her supposedly being fired and content creators have taken off with this making videos talking about it. But it doesn't seem to be true. I won't say much on it. I'd like to see a change in leadership personally, but I don't actively promote it on this channel or fall into all these rumors. So, Dial of Destiny has the highest production budget of any Indiana Jones film at $300 million. Sadly, however, the movie is in last place for both the domestic and worldwide box offices. Now, I didn't see this movie because personally I'm not really an Indiana Jones fan, but I find it funny to see so many people say that it flopped. I think most movies aren't doing well right now in theaters. Fast and Furious went to on-demand video quickly, and even the new Transformer movie that Honestly, I've heard more good than bad about it. Seems to be the lowest performing movie in the franchise. So maybe again, it's just these are the lingering effects from COVID when people weren't going to the movie theaters. People still aren't really going to the movies unless it's something they really like. And I think that's a problem for more than just people just don't care. It's maybe it's because you got to spend $400 to get an icy and a freaking thing of popcorn and or, you know, spend $6 on cookie dough bites like I did for seeing uh, I think the last movie I saw was Guardians of the Galaxy 3. $6 for cookie dough bites. Anyways, that's a side rant. From the reviews that I have read about this movie, I'm not going to spoil anything. It sounds like it is a fun movie to watch with a nice amount of action, but the story just doesn't sit well with many people. I've seen a lot of mixed and underwhelming reviews. It probably is worth a watch. I might just hold off on going to theaters to see it, honestly. Again, I'm maybe biased because I'm not the biggest Indiana Jones fan. I'm not trying to be a hater, but honestly... How many people really wanted another Indiana Jones movie? I'm asking it as a serious question. It seemed like it needed to end after the last one, which didn't get received well, and some people thought that was a kind of a, a send-off to Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones way back then. But hey, to end it on a positive note, if Harrison Ford had fun, then I am happy for him. He truly deserves it. Well, 
That's the news for today. Thanks for watching. I look forward to continuing this news series from time to time. I'm also on Twitter and TikTok, Twitter at AnalyzeThis underscore YT, and TikTok at AnalyzeThis54 underscore YT. Thanks again for watching and take care.